Hi, welcome to the cottage. We are a lively outpouring of an exciting adventure into God's riches and glories in Christ Jesus. We really work to activate an excitement for the kingdom of God as it is in the now until it comes into its fullness. We invite you to our sessions to explore the heights and depths of God's love in a fuller bandwidth. I'm Dr. Ken, the pastor of a small independent church seeking to return to the Lord's zeal in times where apathy and lethargy rule the day of the complacent. We try to shake things up and offer a temporary home as we travel this sod until we reach higher ground and connect into the everlasting life from above, here on the earth as it is in heaven. For more information, you can email us at thecottage at dken.cc. That is thecottage at dken.cc. If you care to see a video presentation of these sermons, you must use the Spotify app to see the videos. Otherwise, continue in the medium that you've chosen and you will get the audio version only. Hi, welcome back to The Cottage. We're in our Walking with Abraham series and today we will cover Genesis 13 where there seems to be a lot going on in this chapter. We hope you enjoyed these episodes. Well, we're continuing walking with Abraham, and we've done Genesis chapter 11 and 12, believe it or not. And tonight we're really ready to go through chapter 13 of Genesis. And it seems to me there's a lot going on in this chapter, so we want to check it out and see what's happening. Genesis chapter 13, it says, And Abraham went out of Egypt. Praise the Lord, got that mess over with. Wasn't that something else? That's just the craziest thing. Did you know that about Abraham? We talked about that this morning. That's just absolutely crazy. And of course, you know, we talked about how later on they're going to get back down there in Egypt again. And how God's going to have to get them out with Moses. And then even later on, uh, I don't think I mentioned it this morning, but uh, (laughs) believe it or not, and I meant to, to make a slide with this, but Jeremiah ends up in Egypt. Believe it or not, Jeremiah ends up in Egypt. And it's crazy how they end up in Jeremiah. And then eventually even Jesus comes up out of Egypt. So Jesus is going to be there in Egypt for a while. So there's something going on here in the Bible about this Egypt. But Abraham is the first one. And so hallelujah, he's out of there. He and his wife and all that he had and lot with them. Into the south. Now when it says south, they're not going south of Egypt, obviously. They're back in the south in the land of Canaan. So this is the region in the south of Canaan. Because they're going north to get up out of Egypt. And uh, (laughs) it adds this little bitty fact. Don't you love verse 2? And Abraham was very rich in cattle, in silver and gold. So God blessed his socks off. So Pharaoh said, get out. (laughs) He gave him all kinds of money and paid him off and sent him on his way. And so, amazing... What Abraham did, which was not very nice, but what God did to keep his word that I'm going to bless and curse those who mess with you. And it's amazing that God is faithful that we talked about uh, in the morning message. And so this is uh, what happens. And so Abraham is back on track and somehow he's got these blessings of God after him. And it's wondrous to see that. 
And it reminds me again in Genesis chapter 3, verse 23, where it says, Therefore the Lord God sent him, Adam, forth out of the Garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. And many people think that when Adam and Eve were kicked out of the garden in this verse, that it's a punishment in a sense, but at the same time it's not. It's getting them back on track. They were hanging out in the middle garden around the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which they were not supposed to be monkeying with, instead of going out what they're supposed to do. What God designed them to. So actually, verse 23 of Genesis is an act of mercy. God is getting them back on mission. And the same thing has happened here now with Abraham. Abraham went down to Egypt. Probably shouldn't have went. The Bible doesn't say, but every indication we have, God told him to go to Canaan. And he gets to Canaan and runs into problems. And when he runs into problems, he runs to Egypt. And so, and then he lies, and then Pharaoh takes his wife, and my goodness, what a mess. But God was faithful to Abraham. And so, he's back on mission. And again, Adam and Eve were back on mission. Now, they're disadvantaged because they can't go back to Eden. They're, they are cut off. They cannot go back inside Eden, so they do have to, but they're back on mission. Anyway, moving back to Genesis 13 now. Verse 5, And Lot also went with Abraham, had flocks and herds and tents, and the land was not able to bear them, that they might dwell together. Now when they went down to Egypt, everything was fine, they could manage together. But notice, when they're coming up out of Egypt, it kind of reminds us of the children of Israel, with Moses, (laughs) the murmuring. (laughs) I love it, you know how the English language, murmur, that kind of fits that, right? Murmur, 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 murmur. In Nepali, it's the same thing. It's gun, gun, or kutch, kutch. And I'm like, I love it. The language is, you know, it's amazing. You know, gun, gun, kutch, 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 you know. They'll say over there all the time, kutch, 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 you know. It's a murmur, kutch, kutch. So they can't get along. They're fighting with each other. For their substance was so great, they didn't have anything hardly. I mean, they were okay, I guess, but then God blesses them. And they could not dwell together. And it's amazing what happens. And it reminds me of Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 10. In Deuteronomy 8.10 it says, When thou hast eaten and art full, then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he hath given thee. Moses is telling the children of Israel, When you get into the promised land, don't forget God. When he blesses you, don't forget God. Now, hopefully, I don't know, but most Christians that they do anymore or not. Most Christians pray before they eat. That's out of 1 Timothy somewhere. Where Paul says, you know, to sanctify your food. But Jews pray after because of this verse that commands them to not forget God. Don't eat your food and get up from that table and not thank God for the food He just gave you, the meal you just had. Moses says one of the biggest dangers we can have in temptation is to be blessed. The poor man prays to God. The rich one forgets God. Don't need him. And so now that Abraham and Lot are blessed, they can't get along with each other. They're fighting. Because, you know, they got all these animals now. And Abraham is generous. He's, you know... Pharaoh gave this stuff to Abraham, but Abraham's generous, he's giving to Lot. So they got all this stuff, and when you're competing for the same land, 
with all your animals, which flocks are going to eat. It's, it's hard. And then remember, they're traveling as strangers and pilgrims in a foreign land. So they're guests. And you got all this stuff, so they can't get along. They're fighting. But the Jews say, don't forget, Moses goes on in Deuteronomy 8.11, says, Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandments and judgments, this statutes which I command thee this day. Verses 12 and 13. Least when thou hast eaten and art full and hast built your goodly houses and dwelt therein, when thy herds and thy flocks multiply and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied and all that thou hast... When thou is all multiplied, then thy heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. And here is an amazing that Abraham and Lot are coming up out of Egypt, and they're forgetting God. Matter of fact, they probably forgot God going into this whole deal, and God got them out of the mess. Not only did he get them out of the mess, he blessed their socks off, and they got so much that they're fighting over it. Which is what happens, right? It is, it's just the way it works. Fighting over it. And so here we have this problem. So back to verse 3 and 4 of Genesis 13. It says, this it says, He went on his journeys from the south even unto Bethel. Unto the place where his tent had been at the beginning. So here God has brought them back to the beginning. He brought them back. I showed you the maps. He took them from Ur to Haran, brought them all the way down to Shechem, and then they we left off at Bethel. And at Bethel, they're where, where God wanted them to be. Bethel being meaning, if you translate the Hebrew Bethel, Bethel, it's uh, Bethel is the house of God. So God has brought them all the way back, but they forgot. They're fighting. In 5 and 6. Under the place of the altar, which he had made there at first, and there Abraham called on the name of the Lord. So at least Abraham remembers. I made a mistake. I went down to Egypt. I lied. My wife was taken. We're not even sure. The Bible doesn't even tell us. I mean, naturally, you probably think what happened. And God had done all this for them. And this is what God had done. And they're fighting. In verses 5 and 6. This is what God did and they're fighting. And how are we as a nation? And how are we when we're not struggling and we don't need God? I mean, all these people, the pews are empty because they don't need God. They don't need God. They forget God. And it's a very warning of Moses to, to not forget God. Verse 7. So there's strife between the herdsmen of Abraham's cattle and the herdsmen's lot cattle. And the Canaanite and the Perizzite dwelled there in, in the land. And so how often is it fun for the world to watch a church fight? And how do you explain that to the world? Here Abraham is supposed to be witnessing to these people that, hey, this is, you remember in G- Genesis chapter 10 and 11, you all didn't want God. Remember, God calls Abraham to show the rest of the world, listen, this is what it would be like if you had stayed with me, but you left, so let me show you what you're missing. And are we showing the world what they're missing? Are we too busy about church fights? 
this one fighting and that one fighting and I'm right and this one and it's a mess. It's a mess. They said one of the worst things that happened to Christianity is when the Roman government and Constantine decided to make it the official religion. And everybody wanted to be Christian because in order to be in politics, <laughs> you had to become a Christian. Yeah, I'll get baptized. <laughs> sure, let me get baptized. You know, that's always an amazing thing. As a preacher, you're excited when someone says they want to get baptized, but you're always wondering why they want to get baptized. Nobody wants to do that anymore. We, we don't need God anymore. I remember when 9-11 hit, the bookstores were jam-packed of people buying Bibles. The churches were packed of people praying. People were, it was all with the news, people returning back to the church. And the pandemic hit. In Nepal, the Hindus went out on the streets, calling out on their gods. What did the Christians do? What did we do when the pandemic hit? We closed the churches down and we said, well, the pandemic doesn't really exist. It's all a lie. But we didn't do anything. We, we didn't cry out to God. We're in a position where we don't need God anymore. Verse 15 of Genesis 3.15, it says, I will put enmity. Remember we talked about this recently. I went through Genesis 3.15. In a recent message, I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. And this is what God says to the woman and to the snake. And then the very next sin is Cain versus Abel, and Cain kills Abel. That's the second sin recorded in the Bible. After eating the tree, the forbidden fruit. And here we have it again. Now it's generationally. Lot versus Uncle Abraham. Generational. Remember, Lot's father died. Abraham can't have children, so he's adopted Lot. And Lot is the presumed heir. And Abraham is taking care of Lot because he lost his father. My brother died, I'm going to take care of my brother's son. And now the brother's son says, ha ha, and gotten big. Generational fighting. And we can choose again to be of the seed of the woman, to follow God and that seed that we talked about, or be of the seed of Satan, which Cain followed, the way of Cain. And here we have a fight. And again, the world loves it when the church fights. The devil loves it. That's all he's got to get. If I can get the church to fight each other, <laughs> I still never... Never, I don't know how to explain this to my wife that there used to be four Baptist churches in Cottage Hills. When she comes here, she goes, four Baptist churches in Cottage How in the world is that possible? The Baptists can't get along? Now there's only two. But there used to be four. The fighting, the enmity, the hatred that we have. A dangerous thing. Carry on, we're back to Genesis 13, 9 now. Is not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take the left, then I will go to the right. If thou wilt depart to the right, then I will go to the left. So Uncle Abraham's smart. Again, he made a bad choice going to Egypt. He made a bad choice. But he decides, all right, young man, you whippersnapper you, you think you know everything? Fine, I'll let you choose. Go right or left. 
This is interesting. He's basically where they're standing at this place in Bethel. Remember Bethel in the east? And they're looking out from the east side of this mountain that we talked about. And he's saying, you want north or south? Remember we talked about how Joshua conquered the land? He conquered the south. Then he conquered the north. And then he divided the land up into 12 tribes and said, now you guys finish. And they didn't. They didn't finish the job. They left people there worshiping other gods and pretty soon it became a problem. They left giants and things. They didn't get it all done. They didn't finish the job that God had given them. So the way they're facing, you want the north or you want the south? Does anybody know what what, uh, Lot chooses? Does he take north or south? Does he take right or left? He says south. Oh yeah, we know that. Anyone want to guess? This is where I come in and my students hate me because I have that option. I have A, B, C, and then I have D. I put like all of the above, and then I put E. None of the above. None of the above. He doesn't choose right or left. He doesn't choose north or south. He chooses east. He chooses an option that Abraham did not even give him. He's he's making his own rule. Isn't that what the kids do today? They just make the... We're just going to change the game. I don't need to use the men's room or the women's room. I need a kitty litter box. They just change the rules. I'm going to make my own rules. I didn't realize this until I studied this passage. I'm looking at this going, wait a minute. God says, I don't want either one. And Abraham probably never thought that Lot would do this. He didn't even think that was a choice on the, on the choices, on the menu. That's not on the menu. Verses 10 and 11. Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of the Jordan. Remember, they're looking at the Jordan... They're looking at the Jordan. He says, you want left or right, but they're looking at the Jordan. Lot's like, I don't want either one. That it was well watered everywhere before the Lord... Now, this is before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Obviously, this is, you know, Moses is telling this, writing this down, so we get it much later. Even as the Garden of the Lord, it looked just like Eden. It's not Eden, but it looks just like Eden. I keep trying to tell you that's what the word Antichrist actually means. Antichrist, we think of Antichrist a lot of times as there's Jesus and the exact opposite must be Satan or the son of Satan. No, there's Jesus and there's not Jesus. I told you, 2 plus 2 equals 4 on the exam, but if you put any other number in there, it's wrong. All Satan has to do is get you not to do Jesus. Antichrist is just the opposite of Christ. It's anything but Christ. Now, of course, there's going to be that figure that is the epitome of all that. I'm not arguing that. I'm just talking about what the word actually means. It's not Eden. Sure looks like it. 
Boy, yeah, this is the easy life. Remember, they came from Ur. Remember in the story of, of Genesis chapter 2, it talks about those four great rivers. That's Ur over there with those Tigris, Euphrates. It's all water. They don't have to worry about anything. It's great. It's hunky-dory. We got all this water. Sorry. We got all this water. Then we come here because you, uncle, said, God said, and we ain't got water. We were a famine. So what do they do? The Nile, and they have all kinds of water. The Egyptians don't care if it rains or not because we got water. We got the Nile. We can care less. We don't need the God to give us because we already got the water. But to live in Canaan, you got to rely on Yahweh because if he don't give water, you're going to... So what is Lot saying? I want the water. <laughs> I want the easy life. Microwave Christianity. Put the little bag in there. Press the popcorn. We even got a popcorn button. I haven't taught my wife that one yet. Not only do we have microwaves over here to make popcorn in a bag that you take and sit down and open the bag and you can eat right there just like your theater. Because we got this humongous screen, you know. My brother's probably, you know, he listens to these messages. I get in trouble all the time. But I mentioned the fact that, that some of the stuff at work didn't look good on my brother's 85-inch TV. He said, who in the world has an 85-inch TV? <laughs> oh, didn't realize that. I guess not every American does that. So he's sitting in the cinema hall. And then trying to explain to my wife that on the microwave, you put the bag in, make sure you open the cellophane, and push one button, and you have popcorn. Instant Christianity, right? I mean, it's not eating, but it sure looks like it. We definitely know it's not eating. It's a fake. He's like, I'll take the water. Then I don't have to ever worry about water. Because there's always going to be water in the Jordan for all my animals. And we just did this famine thing. And then you went down there and what you did with Auntie Sarah, I don't know what you did with Aunt Sarah, you know. Like the land of Egypt. I'm always amazed. The people, when they murmured with Moses, they wanted to go back to Egypt. After God did all that work to get them out, they want to go back to Egypt. Because there's water there. Now you understand my wife, what she goes through. Give no water. Just go to the well. They give some water sometimes, but drinking water, just go to the well. And they give some water sometimes, but sometimes they don't give water out of the ground. So then, you know, how to have a bath, how to wash clothes, how to do this, how to do that. And you're buying those bottles of water? It's like the Garden of Eden, but it's also like Egypt. It's neither one, but it's close. It's close enough. I'll take a Jesus that's close enough. I don't have to go to church. I don't have to read my Bible, but I believe in Jesus because I got wet, I got baptized once, and I don't need any more of God because I don't have to come to here. I can sit and watch NFL football tonight, and I don't need the church. And it's just like the church. It's just like Eden. And a matter of fact, it's just like Egypt. You can't tell the difference between the church and the world. 
And that's what we're staring at. And that's what everybody is choosing. They're just like Lot. They want something that looks like Jesus, smells like Jesus, but also is just like the world. Because they don't need church and they definitely don't need the old rugged cross. Because that sucker's too ugly and heavy to carry. It's just like Egypt. What did we sing? It's just like Egypt. I don't have to worry no more. It's just like Egypt. I got water all the time. Now you all know the rest of the story. I'm not Paul Harvey. You know what's going to happen to Lot. But that's what's going on here. As thou comest to Zor, then Lot chose him of all the plains of Jordan. And Lot journeyed east. Abraham says, we'll divide the land north and south. Lot says, I don't want either. I'll take east. Interesting, east. He's journeying east. God did all that work to get Abraham out of the east. And he's going against an ancient mind. The sun starts in the east and travels through the sky and goes westward. God brought Abraham out of the east and Lot is going back against the sun. He's going backwards. That's what they see in this story when they read this text. Abraham did all that work to get out God to get you out of the east. And they separated themselves the one from the other. They separated themselves. Notice who chooses and who moves. And notice who stands and does not move. Abraham is with God. God doesn't change and God doesn't move. God's address has not changed since the beginning. He's still on the throne. He's not planning on being dethroned anytime soon. Satan thought he did it with Jesus, killing him on the cross. That didn't work. So much of what we think. Amazing. Abraham says, I tried Egypt. It didn't work out so well. I think I'll just stick with Jesus. I'm not moving either. Lot, you choose. What do you want to do? But Lot doesn't even go with the choices that Abraham gave him. And the generation that we have before us, they don't even choose what we're... They're, they're, they're nothing. They don't understand. They want something like Eden, but they want something like Egypt. We try to explain to them the choices and they come up with new choices. And we're so confused because they don't know what they want. Verse 12. Abraham dwelt in the land of Canaan. And Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent toward Sodom. He's going to hang out in the cities. He's hanging up the family business of being a shepherd. You don't want to wander around. Have to trust God for your food. Have to trust God that there's going to be something? No. Now remember, 
back in Genesis 4, what did Cain do after that whole mess? After he kills his brother and God sends him away, what does Cain do? Anybody remember? See, these are the things they remember. Now, I started with Abraham, so I guess I'm cheating. I didn't take you all the way back to Genesis 4 through the story of Cain. But does anybody remember what Cain did? He went and built cities. Remember what happens in Genesis 10-11. They all go off to build their own kingdoms. They don't want to trust God. First they were going to build this tower to bring God down to their level. That didn't work out. That stairway to heaven. Not so they could go up, but because they wanted God to come down on their terms. That didn't work out, so then God scattered them, and now they're off worshiping their own God, and they decided to build these cities. You know what's crazy about this? When Moses tells the children of Israel, we're going back to the same land. God tells them what? Tell the people, I will give them the cities. They won't have to build them. But Lot is jumping the gun. There are many people, and I, I think I agree with him as a scholar, that do not believe that the, the fruit that Adam and Eve were to eat, that they ate, the forbidden fruit, wasn't forbidden in saying, God saying you can never, you can never eat that fruit. No, he was saying right now you can't. See, Teresa's having problems. Because right now Jubilee's getting, you know, this, that, and this. And she's like, but I... And we're trying to explain to Teresa that you're older. And so there's a dichotomy between what Jubilee's got to do and what you do. And responsibilities in the house. And trying to figure it out. The level of homework that Teresa has and the level of homework Jubilee has. Of course, Jubilee gets upset when Teresa gets to do things that she can't do. Why does she get? So, scholars believe that maybe eventually that they could have eaten of that fruit in time, representing it's the choice of wisdom that they ate of the fruit early. Before God said it was okay. Like children who do certain things. Like when I was on a tractor. And my big uncle Kurt was under the tractor. He says don't push this button. And I did. <laughs> About killed him. About rolled over him. Oops. He specifically told me not to. That's okay to touch that button. Just not when he's underneath the tractor. Well you know. You tell a kid not to. What do they do? They do. Unfortunately. I pushed it and whatever I did to correct it, it was great. So Lot wants to take it to the cities now and be with them. Later on, God's going to give them these cities. He's going to give them Jericho. He's going to give them cities. Rahab knew, hey, <laughs> I know what's going on here. I'm not stupid. Rahab can figure it out. But right now, Lot wants it early. And he's not being given the cities. He's going to live with those people. And the New Testament describes how he was tortured by being in there. Because every day what they were doing, and he knew all of it was wrong. None of it was right. But he still wanted the city life. He wanted the big city life. He wanted to be like 
the garden of God, but also like Egypt. Unfortunately, the Bible does call Lot righteous. But he's trying to have it both ways. Have his cake and eat it too. And he wants the cities. So he's, he's moving closer and closer to compromising. Right now he's just going to pinch his, pitch his tent towards Sodom. And if you decide to read along ahead of what we're going to be doing next, and I'll have to study it out and see, pray through and see what God wants to do as we continue this. But it's not going to go well for him in the next chapter. And everybody knows in chapter 19 it doesn't go well for him at all. We know what in chapter 13? What, what do we know? That he's got so much stuff that he's fighting with Abraham over it. By the time we get to Genesis chapter 19, what's he got? Does anybody know? His two daughters. He doesn't even have his wife. That's it. Two daughters. The price. Right now, he's just... Remember, God's over there. West. He's wanting to go east and hang out over here. And he's going to get closer and closer to Sodom. He's just going to start with just pitching a tent towards Sodom. Remember, Abraham didn't have that on the, on the menu as an option. Let's be amicable about this. You can have the north or the south. He's like, I don't want either one. I want the easy life, the city life. I want to press popcorn. Pretty soon, and it's pretty close, I think, right now. I think it's probably, actually, it probably does. I'm behind. But I guess your kids can probably say, hey, Alexa, and Domino's will deliver a pizza, right? I'm pretty sure you probably just ask for a pizza on Alexa and you can get it. Without even pushing a button. You just say, Alexa, I need a pizza from Domino's and it'll be at the door in 30 minutes or something. So I'm, it's probably already happened. I don't know. You know, we're getting to the point that, you know, maybe, and it was nice. I was working for uh, mom's cousin in Jerseyville. And it was nice. And I was, he has those rental properties and I was helping him. We scraped all the paint and did everything and we painted it. But it was nice to see there were some people there that were in need, that they were able to do whatever on Alexa or the phone or whatever. And people would come to their house, go inside, and get all the food out of the boxes and everything. Give them their plate and everything. I mean, it was amazing. They could get food delivered. And they were going so far as untaking everything out of the box. And I used to tell my students, because they get a little lazy on me, he says, you want me to chew the food for you and spit it in your mouth? Because that's what Alicia would have to do for the girls when they were babies. We have baby food over there. She chewed it up and spit it in her mouth. I know, it's weird. That's how, the other, that's how they live over there. I never could understand that one. But anyway. Rough. Because they couldn't chew the food. That's where we're getting to the point. But Lot is easing into this. He's easing into this. And the closer he gets, and we talked about that, how God 
will deliver them in judgment. Well, he's going to deliver Lot, all right. But it ain't going to be pretty. And it's not even pretty in the next chapter. The next chapter should tell Lot all he needs to know. Verse 13. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. And that's why Abraham didn't have them on the table. It's one thing to miss Sunday school. Another thing to miss church. So eventually that you're not in church, but you're not somewhere else to the point that you eventually are somewhere you shouldn't be. And that's where Lot finds him. He's somewhere he shouldn't be. And Abraham said that wasn't on the table. And I don't know that Abraham even necessarily, again the Bible doesn't say, but I don't know that Abraham even thought that Lot would make that choice. And again, the New Testament calls him righteous Lot. So we're talking about someone... I mean, Abraham just made a bad choice in chapter 12. We talked about this morning. So it's not like Christians don't make bad choices, but this is not, you know, this is pretty bad. So there we go. Faith or fear on our map. And Abraham feared the famine and he went to Egypt. This time, Abraham can take the fear route or he can take the faith route. And this time he gets it right. He takes the faith route, but it's Lot who decides to go in fear, saying, I'm not going down to Egypt. We're not going back to Haran. So I'm just going to hang out here by the river. I'm going to hang out here. Kind of (laughs) reminds me of that story by that old wino out there by the river. And he come across, and the church was out there doing a baptism. And here comes that wino. And the church is doing baptism. And they just grabbed him. And the preacher took him in the water and he pushed that old wino down in there and he was under the water and he picked him up and says, Did you see Jesus? No. And he put him down there again. Brought him back up and says, Did you see Jesus? No. And he put him down there again and popped him back up and said, I said, Did you see Jesus? I don't think the guy fell in here. (laughs) There ain't nobody down there. Just going through the motions. But nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. Reminds me again of Isaiah 30, 21, where it says, And thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way, walk ye in it. When you turn to the right hand, and when you turn to the left. <laughs> I thought it was fascinating. But God will let you know. And even if you get off track like Abraham did, God will reroute you. But Lot is not hearing God. And he's not hearing Uncle Abraham either. He's choosing what looks like God, but also looks like Egypt. I can have the best of both worlds. Back to Genesis thirteen fourteen, And the Lord said unto Abraham, Lot's made his choice. But the Lord says to Abraham, He made his choice, and you made yours. After that lot was separated from him. Lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art. Look northward, southward, eastward, and westward. Now Abraham is only thinking north and south. Lot's only thinking east. And God says, you look in any direction. You look at all of it, buddy. Just take a peek at everything. For all the land which thou seest, to thee I will give it. To thy seed forever. 
Now make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed be also numbered. Because you made the right choice here, buddy. You stick with me, I'll give you everything. That's why I always say, don't ask God for stuff, just ask God for God. And you get all the stuff that comes with God. Why bother asking for stuff? Just ask for Him. Ask for Him. Ask for Him. When you're blessed, ask for Him. Because don't forget Him. Now He says, verse 17, Abraham, arise! Walk through the land in the length of it and in the breadth of it, for I will give it to thee. Then Abraham removed his tent and came and dwelt in the plain of Mamre, which is in Hebron, and built there an altar unto the Lord. All right, Lot, you've made your choice. I'm going to go make my choice, and I'm sticking with Jesus. I'm sticking with Jesus. And you know, this is the same command that we have. That wherever we put our foot, we are to take the gospel. And as I taught you out of Psalm 72, we are supposed to fill the whole earth with God's glory. And it started with Jesus. He got 12. One was the devil. From those 11 and all the mistakes they made. And from those 11, the gospel spread all over the earth. Bibles in how many translations? That wherever you go... All of it belongs to God. And just like when they stormed the beaches at Normandy. That's what Jesus did. I'm the beachhead. Now you go press in for Berlin, Berlin and you take it all. The victory's already there. All we are doing is covering territory. To the north, to the south, to the east and the west. We are preaching the gospel. Taking them the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what we're supposed to do. That's spiritual warfare. Saving souls. That's what spiritual warfare is all about. Doing what Abraham is told here. Any direction you see, wherever you put your foot, put Jesus there. Bring Jesus to those people. Lot, what's he doing? He went for water. He's not trusting the Lord. He can sit back and think he's got it made. And then chapter 14 is going to tell him, no, you don't have it made. And chapter 19 is definitely going to tell him, no, you don't have it made. Because he's going to be in a lot of hot water. It just gets worse. It's all down. They were on a mountain. It's all down here. Downhill for a lot. And there's so many people that don't realize what they're missing. Because they have a popcorn button. They think they got what they need. Okay, I can be like Eden and I can be like Egypt. Just press my popcorn button and watch another movie. They're on the couch watching something now. Probably the NFL game or whatever's on. They're not here. Because they don't need God. They don't need God. We need to help them to understand. Whether they're caught in Egypt or Ur or Haran like we talked about this morning. We need to help them see the choice that Lot made. Father, we thank you for this story. There is a lot going on in Genesis 13. 
And a lot of it's not good, but Abraham made the right choice here. And we have the whole earth in front of us. We support missionaries. And we have the whole earth in front of us to make the right choice. To cast our lot in with Jesus. When the rest of the world is casting their lot into something they think is Jesus. It's a whole lot like Jesus, I think, but it's a whole lot like Egypt, so it's not. And they got a lot going on in their life, so busy they don't have time for church. They don't have time for Jesus. Help us, Father. That we don't make these bad choices. And that we help those who do to see the light of day before the enemy comes and begins to devour up everything you've given them. Thank you for the Abrahams in our life that try to lead us into what you want for us. Forgive us when we are like Lot or like Abraham in the last chapter and we falter. Help us to have faith in you, to trust you. That we don't need water, we need you and you'll provide the water. Just like you did with Moses when he struck the rock. You'll provide the food that we need. You'll give us our daily bread. We thank you for that. That you are God who provides. That's what Jesus said. We don't live on bread alone. But we live on the promise of your word. That you'll provide no matter what. Whatever we need. And all we have to do is put one foot in front of the other. And wherever you lead us, we will follow. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Hallelujah. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this broadcast. You can find out more about us at DKEN. Dot cc that's d k e n dot cc we look forward to seeing you next time god bless you